Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode for the Self Love Club, a real talk edition and something actually is kind of hard to talk about. I know that sounds weird because I rattle on here for ages, but it is a bit hard to talk about. It's good in a way. Um, I realized that this year... I am 10 years free from disordered eating. The only reason I'm sharing this story is because I want you to know that like if you're going through something or you've been through something, you can overcome it. That's not saying it's like super easy or anything, but you can work through these things. They don't have to define you and it's not something you have to think about and talk about every day. In fact, in part of overcoming it, you kind of need to let it go a little bit and it's just a part of you. Telling you this story, it's kind of like looking back on an old version of me. It's not something that's a part of me now. Yeah, it's something I went through, but I overcame it and it's not part of my story that like goes around in my head every day or anything like that. I'm Belle. This is something that happened to me, something I went through, but I overcame it and you can overcome things in your life as well. Now, I only realized it had been 10 years free from disordered eating when I booked in and got my teeth cleaned and whitened at White Smile Dental in Takapuna in Auckland. I highly recommend them. Now, I was not paid for this and it was something I was going to do quietly for myself but it is important and it's bigger than me it's taken me 15 years to be able to talk to anyone about this apart from my therapist that helped me recover I wasn't even able to talk to my family about this I was so embarrassed and so ashamed could not talk about this Um, I'll take you through it all and then my advice on recovery uh, because obviously that's a huge part of going through something as horrible as this now I always felt really bad for the damage I'd caused to my teeth I'm quite lucky they're pretty good but my parents spent thousands of dollars on braces um, and so I always felt a bit bad And it's like, I've always, you know, I've just felt bad that I have damaged my teeth through excessive um, purging. And I'll talk about that again soon. So basically there is a blog you can read, my Real Talk blog at bellcrawford.com. I'll talk through parts of that. But if you want to go read that, feel free. It might be helpful um, if you or someone you know is affected by disordered eating. Now taking you through my battle with disordered eating, 
This isn't something I've talked about much at all until recently when I really felt that I could. You see, it's something I've always found really embarrassing and I've been majorly ashamed about this. It's a big secret. Uh, it's embarrassing and it's gross, not to mention it's hard to explain. You know, people don't always understand certain things you're going through and, and like, you know, when you tell them that you're bulimic or whatever, like they have their own idea of it and I was always really worried about being judged by that. Uh, when I was around 11, it's hard to, for me to put an exact age on it. I developed disordered eating thoughts, habits, and also body image issues. I mean, name me someone that doesn't have those, right? I don't know why, but I felt really self-conscious when people talked about what I was eating. And when I was 13 and my body started to change, because I literally until that point had like a tiny boy body and I was still really small, I remember a comment being made while I was being fitted for ballet costumes that my hips and my butt had grown, which I thought meant I was fat. Uh, looking back now, that seems so insignificant, but it really stuck with me. And from there, the obsessive over-exercise started the negative and morphed thoughts gradually got worse and worse until it consumed my life and I never, I never thought I was going to be free of this. It wasn't until I was 14 or 15 that I remember becoming bulimic. Now, it's a bit of a blur and it came and went in waves when I was most stressed. In therapy, many years later, we worked out my eating disorder was linked to my anxiety and feelings that I wasn't good enough. Uh, it was a self-soother and it made me feel really calm. I know that sounds really weird, but uh, I felt so much better after each purge and being obsessive, I had to get every single bit out, trust me. Uh, I had a boyfriend at high school who was vegetarian and he would break up with me when I ate meat, or oh, if I had a sneaky party dart, um, and he'd try to tell me what to eat. This was hugely detrimental detrimental and eventually I broke up with them. Not really for that reason, I just got a bit sick of him. Uh, my eating disorder was at its worst while I was studying at broadcasting school. I think being away from home for the first time, living in a new city, I'd always lived in the same city, uh, away from my then boyfriend, having new routines and not doing my sport and dancing four or so night, nights a week, uh, team with one of the most full-on times of my life, oh, and throw in a bit of binge drinking uh, and boys lol into the mix. <laughs> oh. uh, it was at its worst when I was 18 to 20. I restricted what I ate. I spent hours doing high impact exercise each day and I threw up every single thing I ate. Like for years, there was not one thing I ate that I did not throw up. I was very sick and I could not see a way out. Now, it really morphs your thinking, okay? So I don't think people realize how much an eating disorder completely fucks with your mind. It's not like you just won't eat. It's so much more complicated than that, and it takes over your life. It's all you can think about. And I remember thinking that if I ate like one biscuit, one biscuit, okay, that I would gain 10 kilos. How crazy does that sound? But that's what your rational thinking becomes. It's so not rational. I would look in the mirror and I would see fat that wasn't even there. I was like 40 or 50 kilos, like at different times when I obviously grew. Um, and I thought I was fat when I definitely was not. It's an obsession with an unhealthy desire for perfection that does not exist. Like changes you want to make to your body that you can't make to your body. Your bone structure is the way it is. You can't imagine a life being free from it. And as someone who has experienced grief, severe anxiety and panic attacks like you may have, 
it's well above all of that. It's a different level. I honestly have never felt so crazy in my life. I won't go through all of my tricks. I know that from my own experience, this can make someone who is currently experiencing this a lot worse. Like I read a book about a woman's battle with anorexia and I just got better slash worse at doing it. But let's just say I was very good at hiding it. I would throw up in the toilet, sink or shower when I was showering. That was a perfect chance because, you know, you're going to the bathroom to shower anyway. It got to a point where I wouldn't even make a noise doing it. I would find places outside, like in bushes. Um, One time I went to a concert in a winery and I remember finding a spot in the vines. I wandered off and went for a spew. See, I told you, this is very gross. The ironic thing is I actually hate throwing up. It makes me so upset and I usually cry and want my parents. My recovery. It was suggested by medical professionals that I delay going back for my second year of study. Uh, But being very stroppy and headstrong, I refused to let this ruin my career dreams because it was already ruining my days and my life. I committed to recovery as an outpatient. I mean, I was never majorly underweight that needed to be admitted or anything, but I was very ill and my unhealthy thoughts were making me feel crazy. And I was also a complete bitch to my family. I don't think I was very easy to live with at all. I went to the hospital for tests and I was told that I'd caused damage to my organs. Uh, This upset me a lot. I went home. I just remember crying and crying. I felt like such a failure. I didn't like the clinical style of treatment at the hospital, uh, so I needed. I decided I needed more like nurturing and support because it was something I really struggled to speak about with anyone. Like I'd really found this is the hardest thing I've ever had to speak about in my life. So taking you through therapy, disordered eating is a form of mental illness and you need professional help to overcome this life-sucking bastard. I started seeing a therapist, Rachel at EDANZ. I've linked it in my blog. I started seeing her weekly. I swear she is an angel and she helped me to change my life. I don't think I could have done it without her. And I remember crying a lot in our sessions. It was very painful for me to talk about it, but you've got to get the process started. Pull off the bandaid and start dealing with what is at the core of your disorder. At one point, I think I was doing like three therapy sessions a week. I was really like in it and I was committed and I wanted to get better. I met a spiritual therapist when I was buying crystals and I started seeing Louise regularly. She put crystals on my body and did energy healing. I responded really well to this type of therapy. And I remember she was telling me when she met me, like she told me later on that she could tell that I didn't really care if I was alive or not. Like I just was beyond the point. I didn't give a shit anymore. Not long before I turned 20, I had an accident. I came off my motor scooter and I dislocated and broke my shoulder. I'd been in therapy for almost two years, but I was told I needed to eat properly so my bones could heal. I don't think I purged after that. And before I knew it, I'd stopped restricting and throwing up my food. I had to be careful of my trigger foods, but I managed to eat a balanced diet and exercise less obsessively. It was a process and took years to stop fully being scared of food. Uh, When I discovered Dr. Libby's books and went to her seminars, I learned the importance of nourishing instead of punishing my body, something I'd never really thought about before. And over time, I realized that if I ate mostly clean, I could have treats and not have to worry about ever gaining weight. I shared this with Dr. Libby on her episode of the Self Love Club podcast, which you can find earlier in the series. Relapse. This is a very real part of any like disorder or I imagine addiction. I did relapse twice. Once after a traumatic experience with an ex-boyfriend when I was 20. 
Uh, the second time was not long before a long-term boyfriend and I broke up. I remember I was driving on State Highway 1, going to see some friends in a different town that I used to live in, and I made myself sick into a plastic shopping bag. Uh, it sounds pretty crazy, right? Each time I got professional help, the first time I purged and was quickly able to get back on track. Now, I have listed my advice of how to overcome an eating disorder from my experience with it, uh, which nearly went for 10 years um, at bellcrawford.com on my blog for this. So you can read it there, but just taking you through some of these points. Tell someone you trust. This is a beast of a burden to deal with on your own, and it can be really scary to admit it out loud, but you will feel so much better when you do, trust me. Get professional help. You have to do it, okay? You cannot do this on your own, and they are extremely experienced and help people get through this every day. They are experts, and they will be on your side. Take it each day as it comes, one day at a time. Thinking too far ahead can freak you the fuck out. Uh, deal with and treat with what is at the core of your disordered eating. Your therapist will help you work this out. Like I said, mine was my anxiety um, and feelings that I wasn't good enough, which I've had to deal with with the years of therapy. And like, yeah, like anxiety, that everyone deals with these things in different ways. For me, it was restricting, controlling, and also purging my food. It made me feel better, self-soothing. Come up with a coping plan. Now, for me, that was knowing what to do when I started feeling off or anxious. Now, instead of self-soothing and purging, I would write, I would have a bath. I used to have baths like every night sometimes. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, go for a walk, hang out with my friends, or be creative and paint or make something. Now, like I said, I only realized it had been 10 years on when I booked in to get my teeth whitened, and I'm loving them. You can see a photo uh, of what they're looking like, no filter, um, on my Bell Crawford Instagram. So I was really lucky to see the team at White Smile Dental in Takapuna, um, and honestly, I felt so comfortable from the get-go. I did have to tell him about my history, which is a reason I'd put off going to the dentist a lot in the past. Was I was like, I didn't really want to talk about it. I was embarrassed. I was really worried about the damage I had caused. So, you know, from the get-go telling him about this, because it is historic, maybe it was a bit easier to talk about, uh, but he went through and was really thorough. I highly recommend him, actually. He was really, made sure that everything was really, really good. He wanted me to feel really happy. He was constantly checking, am I okay? You know, like, are you in any pain or anything? So, no, I felt completely comfortable going to him. So what we did first was we did uh, an examination and a clean the first visit. He then, we were going to do whitening. Well, that was the plan, but then he really wanted to make sure that I had the best results. So I booked in again. Uh, to see him for a further clean. And we also did four, uh, they call them like pre-filling fillings, so not actual fillings. One was a bit bigger, but there were other small areas where preventative measures were needed. So we did those, um, and I was thoroughly happy with that treatment, and I will continue to see him. He will be my dentist from now on. So then I started my whitening treatment uh, under the laser machine uh, at White Smile Dental in Takapuna. Nicole helped me with that. Went in for one session after my second clean. Um, and because I'd had two thorough cleans quite close to each other, we decided to do another session as well. So I had two whitening sessions and I'm honestly so happy with the results. Um, it's something I was a little bit concerned about. Like they weren't super yellow or anything, but it's something, you know, you're self-conscious of sometimes if you think there's some staining to your teeth. The only reason that I am sharing this is for anyone who is in the shit swamp that is living with an eating disorder right now, you are not alone, okay? So many of us go through this ugly and relentless battle. 
way more people than you would realise. A lot of the girls who have been on the self-love club so far, a lot of them have had eating disorders growing up, okay? So it is so common Get help. Get all the help you can. Okay, you deserve it. Do whatever it takes. And if there's only a tiny part of you that wants to get better, because I remember that, I had that as well, it will grow. The more you're focusing on your self-care and getting better and the therapy, it'll grow. And before you know it, you will overcome this. Okay, I promise you, if I can do it, if I can do it and I did do it, I'm just a standard gal. I'm just like you you can do it too, okay? I fully believe that. You've got to put in the work and just know that you are stronger than you realize. And then going through something like this just makes you even stronger. Like taking you through that story, it's not something I've thought about for quite a long time because it's not part of my reality. It's not my life anymore. I eat well, I'm healthy, I'm happy. I don't think eating disorders are talked about enough or people don't really understand them. I don't think they don't understand the mental illness that you're going through when you have one and your morphed thinking. So I hope this podcast episode has helped you understand that. Um, and if you are someone who has battled with an eating disorder or maybe you currently have an eating disorder as well, that maybe th- that helps the conversation and people actually understanding what is going on and that it's not just the case of, you know, so-and-so won't eat. It's not like that. Like it's it's so much more than that. And I really hope that this podcast has helped just remember, if I could overcome this, I mean, yes, I put in a lot of work and I was committed to it. If I can overcome it, then so can you. Good luck. All the best. Love ya. Thank you for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Bourbon, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Five-star reviews help other gal pals find this independent podcast Please share it with your friends and sharing it on your Instagram story helps heaps too. To find out more about our Boss Babe guests and for the Self Love Club resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com. There's a new post on my go-to self-care practices and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to DM me on the gram. I love hearing from you. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through 2019 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.